Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Inner Bonding Podcast. This is Dr. Margaret Paul, and today I want to talk to you about the art of manifestation. Have you ever been frustrated regarding being able to manifest your dreams? You know, a lot of people have tried to follow all the directions laid out by the law of attraction experts, but are still not able to manifest. Now, we are co-creators with spirit, so we all have the ability to manifest what we want. But as we all know, this is often easier said than done. We're told that it's essential to think positively and visualize what we want along with our excitement about it, and this is a very important part of manifestation. We're also told that it's essential to take consistent, loving action toward manifesting our vision, and yes, indeed, this is also very important. But what if this doesn't work? Then what? The secret to manifestation actually has to do with your intention. So I'm going to give you an example. Kyler, one of my clients, was in his early 60s, had been on a spiritual path for many years. He had attended meditation retreats, had years of therapy, and read all the latest self-help books. Yet, his life was stuck. His marriage of five years was headed for divorce, and his business was going nowhere. So, of course, Kyler was deeply discouraged when he first consulted with me for inner bonding facilitation. He said, nothing has worked so far, so I really don't have much faith that Urbani is going to work for me either. But within the first couple of sessions, it became clear to me that all of Kyler's work, his inner work, had been coming from his ego-wounded self. He was deeply intent on having control and not being controlled. His behavior in his relationships with both his wife and his employees was righteous and judgmental, sometimes compliant on one hand and resistant on the other hand. He wanted control over how others felt about him while also having control over not being controlled by others. He thought of himself as being a kind and caring, loving adult, Yet all his behavior was coming from his wounded self with his desire to control and to not be controlled. Unconsciously, control and resistance were far more important to him than loving himself and sharing his love with others. And it was his intention to control that was causing Kyler to be very stuck in his life and not be able to manifest. There's a very big energetic difference between the intention to control and resist being controlled, which of course comes from the wounded self, and the intention to learn about loving yourself and others coming from the loving adult. No matter how often you try to think positively and visualize what you want, if your underlying intention is to control, it's just not going to happen. It's also not enough to attempt to surrender control, as even this can be a form of control. If your goal is ultimately to have control over getting something externally, rather than to be loving to yourself 
and with others, you're going to end up feeling very frustrated in your attempts to manifest. Now, on the other hand, when your intention is to learn with your higher guidance about what's loving to yourself and to others, you're going to learn to think and behave in ways that are deeply in alignment with your true self, with your soul essence. When you're consistently intent on learning about love, you're not only going to find the peace and joy that are the natural results of living in alignment with your true soul essence, you're also going to be able to most of the time, much of the time, manifest your dreams. Manifestation occurs when you're in alignment with love. But if your goal is control over manifestation, it will elude you. So, if you feel stuck in your life, and if you feel frustrated, sad, alone, angry, depressed, and anxious, look to your intention. The chances are that control and resistance are your priority rather than learning about loving yourself and sharing your love with others. Our desire to manifest indicates that we have goals which are important to have. But while I, I do have goals, if I attach my joy and my self-worth to achieving the goals, I am greatly limiting my ability to manifest. The reason is that when I attach my worth or joy to getting what I want, I'm in my wounded self, and the frequency of my wounded self is way too low to manifest. I manifest when I let go of attachment and surrender the outcome to spirit, which is not something that my wounded self wants to do. Our wounded self, by definition, is the part of us that wants to control. Since surrender is the opposite of control, the last thing our wounded self wants is to surrender. If you go unconscious and allow your wounded self to be in charge of your intention, you're actually creating the very powerlessness that your wounded self wants to avoid, which is certainly not in your highest good, especially during these very challenging times. We're most able to manifest when we have defined our own worth and are in the high frequency of love and joy. It's also important to understand that joy is quite different than happiness. Happiness comes from good things happening externally, which is fine, but joy is a gift of spirit which fills our heart and soul when we are open-hearted. While we're often happy when we get what we want, that happiness is generally short-lived, and we move on to wanting the next thing and the next thing. Joy, on the other hand, is available to us anytime we're open to learning, open to loving ourselves and others, even in the midst of this pandemic. By staying in our mind, and trying to control the outcome so that we can achieve our goals, we shut the door to joy. The wounded self doesn't believe that we can feel joyful just in being. 
to the wounded self, happiness is all about getting. Getting love, getting approval, getting attention. Getting what we want regarding money and achievements. The wounded self just does not understand the joy of giving to ourselves and to others. The joy of being. The joy of deep connection with spirit. Now, of course, while manifestation is never guaranteed, we have the best chance of moving ourselves toward manifesting our goals when we're in the high frequency of love and joy rather than in the low frequency of wanting and of attachment and of control. The challenge for many of us is that there's often a huge resistance to surrender and the resulting joy. Not only does surrender feel scary to the wounded self, so does joy. Strange as it may seem, the wounded self is invested in the wounded feelings of anxiety, depression, guilt, shame, anger, aloneness, emptiness, and jealousy. In other words, the wounded self is invested in suffering. It might even be addicted to suffering as a form of control. Do you believe that there's power in suffering? Do you believe that God will reward you for suffering? Are you ready to let go of this lie? The law of attraction states that like attracts like, which means that like frequency attracts like frequency. Makes sense then that joy attracts joy and that there's no joy without surrender to your higher guidance. Learning to love yourself through your inner bonding practice is a powerful path to manifestation. It certainly has worked very well for me. Ralph Waldo Emerson said that great hearts steadily send forth the secret forces that incessantly draw great events. If great hearts draw great events and therefore support our ability to manifest, then what creates a great heart? Now, some people seem to be born with great hearts, but even those people will still need to learn to love themselves in order to fully express their great heart. Whatever stage our heart is in when we're born, we all have the choice to focus on our soul's journey, which is evolving our heart and our ability to love. And, of course, this needs to start with learning to love yourself. Now today, given the turmoil on our planet, it's so important to manifest a kinder and more loving planet. And there's actually one thing each of us could do to have an impact on manifesting this. Change needs to come from within each of us. And the inner change that would create the most outer change is for each of us to develop a habit, a habit of asking this question with every action we take within ourselves and with others. Is this action supportive of my highest good and the highest good of all? Or is it self-serving? 
coming from fear, greed, and a desire to control others and outcomes. If each of us practices asking this question throughout the day regarding our actions toward ourselves, toward others, and toward our planet, imagine, just imagine what we could manifest globally. Asking yourself this question throughout the day can result in not only manifesting changes on our planet, can also lead to manifesting your dreams. The fastest way to create a frequency high enough to manifest your dreams is to learn to love yourself and share your love with others. In order for you to co-create with spirit, your heart needs to be open. Spirit can co-create with us when our heart and our mind are open to receiving the love and truth of spirit. But when our heart and mind are closed, there's no way for us to receive the gifts of spirit. Your frequency is high when your heart is open and low when your heart is closed. Manifestation occurs for us when our frequency is high. So loving yourself means staying present in your body with your feelings in step one of inner bonding. It means consistently moving into the intention to learn in step two about how you might be abandoning yourself that may be causing pain. It means exploring your feelings, what your feelings are telling you, and learning about the false beliefs behind any self-abandoning behavior in step three. It means opening to learning with your higher self about what's true and about what's loving to you in step four, and then taking the loving action in step five, and then evaluating how you now feel in step six. It means asking before taking any action for yourself or others the question, which I will state here again. Is this action supportive of my highest good and the highest good of all? Or is it self-serving, coming from fear, greed, and is and a desire to control others and outcomes. I hope you will practice these powerful steps of inner bonding and develop the habit of asking this question with every action you take. This is what I do throughout the day, always asking my, highest, my higher guidance about what's in my highest good and the highest good of all. I ask it with everything, how I spend my time, how I interact with others, how I treat my body and what I put in my body, and how I treat animals and the planet. I invite you in these challenging and tumultuous times to join with me and many others in focusing on loving yourself and others. It's time to expand our hearts and draw in great events for ourselves and for our planet. Now, as I've said, manifestation is about frequency. And along with love and joy, appreciation and gratitude are choices we can make that lead to a high frequency. Appreciation is the opposite of self-judgment. And judgment of others as well as ourselves 
always lowers our frequency. The key here is to be conscious enough to be in step one of inner bonding all the time, staying tuned into your feelings. The moment you feel anxious, abandoned, stressed, fearful, depressed, angry, hurt, empty, or any other wounded, painful feelings, notice what you're doing or telling yourself that's causing this feeling and explore the false belief or beliefs that are fueling these, these thoughts, these false beliefs is what we want to uncover. Once you explore your false beliefs, then instead of indulging yourself and continuing to think a thought and behave in a way that's causing you to feel badly, open to learning about what's true and loving and choose to think about something you're thankful for, something that you appreciate, something that you love and are grateful for. Notice that the moment you move yourself into appreciating something, you feel so much better. With practice, you can learn to instantly change your thought from one that causes you stress to one that brings peace and joy, which raises your frequency and connects you with your spiritual guidance. If you find that you're unable to stop thinking the stressful thoughts, then you need to continue through the six steps of inner bonding, opening to learning and exploring the good reasons you want to think a thought or behave in a way that's causing you to feel badly. You'll discover that it's always because you're stuck in wanting to control something or avoid something, and you believe that thinking certain thoughts and taking certain actions will bring you the control you desire. When you become aware of your false beliefs regarding control, you're going to have a much easier time letting go of the thoughts and behavior that are causing pain and opening to love, to gratitude, to joy and appreciation. So here's an example. Let's say that you're having a thought, I'm not good enough, and this thought is causing you to feel anxious and inadequate. If you are in step one of inner bonding, which means you're present in your body, you're going to be aware of your anxiety and immediately notice the thought that's causing it. You might then be able to think the thought, I'm so pleased that I'm aware of my feelings. I'm happy that I'm able to be conscious enough to stop thinking painful, untrue thoughts. However, if you can't just change your thought to one of appreciation for yourself, then you can open to learning about why your wounded self wants to think the thought about not being good enough. You would say to your wounded self, there must be a good reason that you want to tell yourself that you're not good enough. What's this about? You would then go inside to the part of you that believes that you're not good enough and allow this part to speak. It might say, this is the way I can motivate myself to do better and then get what I want. Or it might say, if I were good enough, perfect enough, then others would love me. Both these statements are about control. I can have control over outcomes if I push myself harder, and I can have control over how people feel about me by being perfect. By exploring the deeper level of beliefs around control, you then have the opportunity to open to learning with your higher guidance about the truth, which is, of course, step four of inner bonding. Spirit might say, judgment doesn't motivate you, it keeps you stuck. 
or I'm in charge of outcomes, not you. Or how people feel about you is more about them than about you. You have no control over that. Or your goodness is exemplified by how much you helped your friend today. Then you might be able to offer words of appreciation for yourself for having helped your friend today or for letting go of alcohol letting go of outcomes or for understanding your wounded self's desire for control instead of being in judgment of yourself. So today and every day, notice the difference in how you feel when you're judging yourself or when you're appreciating yourself. You can choose either one, and this will determine your frequency. And notice how much easier it is to manifest what you want when you're offering words of appreciation rather than of judgment. People have often asked me if it's ever loving to be controlling. And the answer is actually yes, sometimes it is loving to yourself and to others. It actually depends on your intent and which part of you is trying to control and what you're trying to control. When you're coming from the ego-wounded part of you and your intent is to control others, to get them to do what you want them to do, you're being unloving with both yourself and to them. When you get angry, blaming, withdrawn, resistant, or compliant, and when you lie, manipulate, threaten, or in any way intimidate others to get them to do what you want them to do, you're abandoning yourself and making others responsible for you that are, that's unkind to both yourself and to them. When you abandon responsibility for your own feelings and needs, trying to get others to make you feel safe and secure and worthy and lovable, you're being unloving to yourself and to others. When you make the bottom line more important than kindness and caring, you're lacking integrity and harming your own soul and the souls of others. All these ways of controlling are unloving. So, when is it loving to control? It is loving to control. It's actually loving to yourself to consciously control your intention rather than automatically revert to the default setting of protecting against your pain by trying to control others and outcomes. It's loving to yourself to consciously control your thoughts and actions, to choose to think true thoughts and take loving actions on your own behalf. Since the law of attraction states like attracts like, I'm often asked, is it controlling or loving to focus on what I want with excitement, faith, and gratitude like the law of attraction books say to do? Aren't I trying to control the outcome of things when I do this? I've been told that trying to control outcomes is controlling and therefore unloving. I'm confused. Trying to control outcomes with thought, excitement, faith, and gratitude is not in itself unloving. It's when, as I previously said, you attach your happiness and self-worth to the outcome that it becomes unloving to yourself. Focusing your thoughts on what you want with joy, faith, and gratitude is controlling, but there's nothing wrong with this kind of controlling behavior. It's not harming you or anyone else. Since it likely makes you feel wonderful to think about what you want with faith and joy and excitement, rather than what you don't want with fear and anxiety, 
then it's loving action, as long as you don't make your worth and happiness dependent on the outcome. This is one of the keys to manifestation. Taking personal responsibility for yourself by thinking and behaving in ways that bring you joy. You are manifesting what you want when you focus on what you want throughout the day, thinking thoughts that make you feel peaceful and joyful, choosing to be in faith and expressing gratitude for what you have and for what you want. The moment you go into fear or you make your happiness, your self-worth and well-being dependent on the outcome, you're no longer manifesting what you want. You're now manifesting what you don't want. So practice controlling what you can control, which is your own intention, your thoughts, and your actions. This is what inner bonding is all about. Becoming conscious of your thoughts and actions that make you feel anxious, fearful, empty, alone, angry, guilty, shamed, or depressed, and choosing those thoughts and actions that make you feel safe, peaceful, fulfilled, and joyful. This is the path to manifesting your dreams. And I know from my personal experience and the experience of so many of my clients that this does result in manifesting what you want and what's in your highest good. I want to encourage you to join me on my 30-day at-home inner bonding course called Love Yourself, an inner bonding experience to heal anxiety, depression, shame, addictions, and relationships. If you go to the inner bonding website and click on courses, you can find this course along with all the other courses, including another course that would be very helpful to you about learning to connect with your spiritual guidance called Unlocking Your Inner Wisdom, which is another of my 30-day at-home courses. Again, you can find these at innerbonding.com, click on Courses, and you can see all the courses that we offer. There's so much more that we offer at innerbonding.com, Free Inner Bonding Course, as well as many, many, many articles and many other experiences that will help you in your inner bonding process. I send you my love and my blessing.